Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is... Hashtag Oilfield Wife. A discussion with Shelby Jean. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Hello again, my brothers. So, I'm searching through Instagram, like I do these days, and uh, with a purpose. And my purpose this week... <laughs> It's pretty wild. I was searching the last few weeks. I've been searching oil hashtag oilfield wife and seeing what pops up and seeing what oilfield wives are posting and what content is coming out of it. And it was pretty diverse. Everything from fitness to self help to cooking to uh, wishing that their husband was home and how how proud of them they are to some struggles and just a whole mixed bag and it was pretty amazing and in the whole part of it I found Shelby <laughs> Shelby Jean and it's uh, I reached out to her and she actually said yes to being on my podcast. So I don't know if she listened to any of my stuff or maybe did a little research. We're not sure to see who the hell I am and should I even respond or what is this creep doing? But the message was pretty strong. It was just, I want to help oilfield wives and families and get the message out and see the other side. My listeners have been listening to me spout off for I don't know, this is this 15th or 16th episode now. And uh, yeah, it's the man side. It's the the husband side. It's the divorced husband side. It's the father of the divorced husband. That's who you guys have been listening to. And the pit and coming out of that pit. Now, the really cool part is we get to hear the other side. And Shelby, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me and asking yeah so yeah and so going back to it did you research a little bit i did yeah <laughs> i've seen your clothing i listened to a few podcasts mm-hmm. cool and i realized that you're working around where like you're not from the states or anything you're around here <laughs> yeah yeah and we'll get into it a bit but did any of it resonate a little bit yeah, it's pretty crazy because some of the podcasts I was listening to just reminded me so much of the guys I worked with, like, and how they felt and mm-hmm. what they would say, <laughs> just like you said. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I've wondered, and this is why I wanted to get the other side is just if it resonated with especially the the wives, right? Yeah. So... I guess we'll start with who's Shelby Jean? <laughs> uh, well, I grew up in an oil field family and pretty strong Albertan, I would say. <laughs> uh, mom of two, oil field wife, online fitness coach, taking another course for fitness and nutrition. Awesome. And where do you live? Uh, Central Alberta, around Red Deer. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, a lot of the listeners, um, Fort McMurray, 
uh, Southern Alberta. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and a lot uh, in the states. Um, and fun fact on that: the reason why I have a lot of um, people in my Facebook group, Dirty Hands Reconnect Project, from the states, was because I screwed up on the first um, ad that I took out, and it what? focused on the states. Yeah, wild. <laughs> so it's a diverse group that listens to this, and uh, it's wild. And uh, so you mentioned that you're a mother. Are they both your kids? Uh, well, I have. Well, we don't really call her my stepdaughter, but I've had her because I've had her full time since she was two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have. She's almost nine, and I have a old side. Perfect. Well. That's super cool. And how long have you been married now? Six years in February. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so, so getting into the the thick of things, where it's not it's not the new car smell now. It's uh, yeah. So over six years now. Uh, what have you been doing to keep busy in those six years? The last little bit. Uh, any side hustles? You mentioned. Uh, you mentioned a few things there. Yeah, I've uh, been online. I'm doing, I am <laughs> an online fitness coach. So I have some girls that I help better themselves <laughs> with fitness nutrition. And I've been taking a course just to kind of further my knowledge on that. Perfect. So you did that. Uh, did you decide to do that for? To stay home with the kids? Is that what the deal was? No, I just, when I decided to leave the oil field and be home, I just started going to the gym, really liked it. <laughs> and it just kind of, each thing snowballed into another. And I just found that a lot of people were asking me questions all the time about nutrition or should I do this workout or what would be beneficial this way and I thought hey like this is kind of cool like people coming up to me and trusting me in that stuff and so I decided to make a real thing of it oh wicked so how long has that been now just about a year just on that awesome awesome and I've seen a lot of the advertising, and it was pretty cool. Like what you got going, and uh, yeah, just showing up every day and putting yeah. out content. It's amazing. And yeah, anything else relevant to who Shelby is right now? I mean, I don't think so. No? <laughs> just a mom. Yeah. Day to day life. No, not just a mom. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> You're <laughs> just holding everything down while. Well, Papa is out making some coins, so yeah. No, it's mad respect. So we'll jump back now. We got a little bit of background on Shelby, and let's. How did you get into the oil field? Because you mentioned that you were, and uh, I want to hear some more about that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, obviously, young. I was actually working at Canadian Tire, and my best friend at the time was working in Edson. And he said, hey, there's a job up here. If you get some tickets, you can have a job right away. So I got my women's first aid, H2S, and the next week I was up in Edson 
just like did like first thing in the morning, drove up there, worked that morning, got some safety glasses, hard hat, and just started. <laughs> so <laughs> like mean nothing at all. Yeah, and looking back, how was that? Because I know how I feel, and I've been doing this since 1998. Like, yeah. how do you feel like showing up on a job and not knowing anybody, and especially being a girl? It was crazy. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I get excited about something, and it's in my head, and I just go for it. But um, showing up, and I, so I started as a welder's helper. And uh, when we got onto site, he was saying like, can you grab me this a quarter inch wrench or the buffer, the grinder? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, right? <laughs> the fans are like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, it's wild. But everybody was like, were they helpful or did you feel um out of place or how how did that all go no they were all amazing starting that job like i didn't know i was gonna be working that first day and guys were giving me their lunches like warm coats (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're all really good yeah no it's good to hear it's good to hear and so any challenges i guess um once you got into it and you were working for a little bit and getting in into that lifestyle of being around being a transient and hotel to hotel sort of deal was that kind of how it was or um yeah so i worked three months um in edson and then my welder actually had gone to fort nelson to camp and he said not taking you your girl, young girl, not taking you to camp. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I've been working with you for three months. I like learned each other's, I don't know, like routine. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, so he left and then I was working just like trying to get in with odd pipeline companies around here. It didn't really work. So I kept calling them. Can I come? Can I come up there? Can I come work with you? Can I come? He kept saying no, no, no. He went through six helpers, and finally he's like, "Okay, you can come up." So I went up there, and I like quickly learned what he meant about a girl being in camp. Yeah, there's a lot of creeps. Yep. I uh, I'm a pretty naive, or I was more naive and uh, just nice person and I actually got myself in a situation where a guy said he needed sunscreen and aloe vera so I was like oh come to my room I got that yeah no <laughs> that was not a good idea <laughs> no so I had, I had a hard time getting this guy to my room he didn't really want to leave I eventually did get him out and then he was dick to me the rest of the job but that was only the real, like a real bad situation. Other than that, I mean, I never did that again. Yeah. So I learned and uh, mostly guys were really nice. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. And I guess, so how long did you do that for again? Uh, four years. 
Cool. I got put with a really good welder. Uh, like he, I'm grateful that he's who I started with because he would, like, say the guys would come over. Oh, let me help you. You need help with that. Can I carry that? And he would always say, No, nope. she's got it. She can do it. And at first, I'm like, What the fuck? I'm like, if they want to help, let them help. But he didn't want me to be like one of those ditzy girls that just let the guys do things for her. And I am grateful for that because it made me strong. Yeah, and not treated differently, right? Because you are you're getting paid to do the exact same job as what a guy would be doing, right? And yeah, yeah. No, and that... I've always said, like, sorry, I've always said, like a. I wanted to be treated like one of the guys, but also I don't have the physique of a guy. Obviously they can lift heavier things than I could, but I still wanted to prove that like I could, I was worth having out there. Oh, absolutely. And that's awesome. I love it. Love that mentality. (laughs) So whereabouts did you meet your husband then? Fort McMurray. <laughs> oh, so you were still a welder's helper when you met him, correct? No, um, I went to, no, I was just laboring. Oh, okay. So I was working at Suncor Voyager, and it got shut down for the second time there. And then um, I knew some guys working for LegCorp at Albion, and they brought me on there as a laborer. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, Super cool. So what was the uh, uh, connection, I guess, and how did that go? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I worked around guys for four years and just, like, they just became friends and family. Like, I never really thought of any of them as anything else other than, like, this little family you have. But I see my husband, well, now my husband, yep. and I just thought, Holy fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what did it, like, oh. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, like, just new. Yeah. Crazy. Hmm. Huh. seen them, and, uh, and you didn't? Actually, maybe because our paths crossed um, twice before, like, in our lives. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know each other. And so it was just kind of like the stars, I don't know, aligned that day. That was the time we were supposed to meet. <laughs> Super cool. And how long did you guys date before you get married then? Six months. Ooh, so <laughs> no judgment. That's freaking awesome. I mean, six plus years, and that's pretty crazy <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You look at it and like, what? <laughs> to be to be fair, I uh, yeah. If you were to ask my ex, I think she had to tell me to back off. Not back off in the way, but she had a feeling that I was going to pop the question, and yeah. uh, like, whoa, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. And uh, <laughs> luckily, we did. I mean, we lasted fifteen years married, right? So. But, oh, yeah, I remember, like, no, pump the brakes. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. So, okay, six plus years. And then when did you leave the industry then, I guess, during that time? Uh, so we were dating maybe two and a half months. 
that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, like I said before, he was a single dad and um, had to work. Didn't really have a choice on how his life was at that time. So he had a daughter full time, um, was working in Fort Mac. But when he was on working, she was getting passed around from friends and family. And she was little, like I said, she was two. Um, and the last time she got bounced around five different places in two weeks. And I just thought, this little girl, like, she needs stability. And it wasn't his fault by any means. I mean, he had yep. to work, you know. Yep. But, um, yeah, and I just, I quit and decided to take care of her full time. <laughs> <laughs> so going from this badass chick in the oil field to, to looking after was, not even your girl, like. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. Yeah. No, and. That little girl is gonna love you forever for that. And she might not know it right now, right? But she will. No. So so you go from, then there's a transition, right? There's, okay, working every day, like 12, 14 hours a day, travel, yeah. all this stuff in camp, the excitement of all of the stuff going on to looking after this little girl. <laughs> how did that, yeah. how did you deal with that, I guess? Uh, yeah, so it was crazy because um, my brother is actually eight years younger than I am, and um, I've never really been around that many babies or kids, so it was an adjustment, but um, my mom lived close by, and I had her support, and like my husband, he was there anytime. Mm-hmm. I obviously needed, I'd call him crying sometimes because all of a sudden I have this toddler And I, I mean, I didn't even have friends really that had kids. So kind of just going with it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, in our, in our marriage, we never talked about really having kids and what, and then it happened and I didn't. And so I guess it, it was our kid. So that's, but the same thing that happened to you. And here's this. Here's this yeah. baby. I mean, two, right? But here's this baby that you need to take care of. And I didn't have a fucking clue. No. I was. No. We have a small family, so <laughs> so not not a lot of you know siblings running around or or cousins or all that stuff that a lot of people have, right? Where they're around babies all the time. I didn't have a fucking clue on how to be a be a be that that for my kids is be a dad. Yeah. Right, like there's a lot of stuff obviously after that I didn't have a clue about either raising them. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, dealing with that now. But when they were babies, for sure, it was scary as fuck. And I'd come home and they're bigger every time, right? So, yeah. so here's your husband going through all that stuff of coming home to you, and here's her, his girl being raised by you now. So, he, I'm sure he was very grateful for that. That yeah. stability. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. yeah, it's how we deal with it. And see, you phoned crying. I never had that. My wife stood there like a rock and just did what she had to do and went yeah. through all of that. And we didn't talk about the struggles. And right. And I'm not saying I know lots of guys who 
like every night almost <laughs> they're getting phone calls and having to deal <laughs> with that and i'm not a personally a huge fan of that but letting your emotions out like you were it's letting somebody know that you care but hey i need help like even me crying to you is you helping me yeah. <laughs> well i'm not like yeah it was crazy so at the time what was happening was she wouldn't go to bed <laughs> And she still does the same thing, to be honest. But I just, if we had a good day, a bad day, I tried to have the best day with her. And I'm like, okay, she'll go to bed good tonight. Mm -hmm. And no, she just cry. It's three <laughs> for six. I know, six fucking months. Mm -hmm. like, so yeah, eventually I was calling them crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I do? I don't know. No, and our daughter, she, we, yeah. if, it found out that she um, needed to go and get, as soon as we got chiropractic done, yeah. cleaned right up and wouldn't cry anymore. But at the same time, yeah, there was something in her neck when they pulled her out, long story short. And, uh, and but yeah, and not producing enough milk, she was hungry. So between the two things, boom. Yeah, sleeping, yeah. right? But all that time, I didn't know. And I didn't know how to help my wife. I don't, I've never been around babies. I don't know. And not, yeah, she just was a rock and just did it. And yeah. right or wrong, it happened, right? And that's the way we, we dealt with stuff. She just was, <laughs> she was a massive rock. And so, I, yeah, I'm grateful for you giving, yeah, your husband the gift of, like, Hey, I'm in trouble here, and <laughs> it helped me. Like on the other end, thinking like, oh my, wanting to help, but just can't, you know? Yeah. At work, yeah. You do. Yeah. Helpless. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's where I find a lot of dudes. They'll um, and then not having, not wanting to deal with that, will just go yeah. and they'll drink a bunch of beer or snort a bunch, yeah. snort a bunch of rails or. Whatever yeah. they do, so they don't have to deal with that, right? Yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, I uh, like now I probably like now I got a hang of it, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have my son, like obviously from birth, so it's definitely a difference. It comes more natural, I guess, and uh, I just uh, I my mom was like your like your ex-wife, just a rock. Like we did not have a car, lived in an apartment. I had like a baby brother, I was in ringette and my mom was catching the bus. And I just like look back like, that is strength. Mm -hmm. That is strength. <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh, I feel like that helped me too, you know? Yeah. You no. gotta be that rock on the other side. Perfect. Uh, I guess jumping back, was there any resentment for leaving to take care of the baby? Like leaving that yeah, lifestyle? I'm glad you asked that because uh, no, <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> and I think I was actually talking to my husband why I think there wasn't is because he never asked me to do it. He wasn't like, oh, I'm in a hard spot. Like, will you quit? Can you help me? I made that decision myself, so I feel like that's why I didn't resent him, obviously, or yeah. anybody. So you talked to him after I wrote you that question? Is that yeah. Uh, yeah? So 
<laughs> was it cool? Like, have you ever had that kind of conversation about that? No, yeah. no. Like, we have conversations of like how much I miss it. I miss it like every every day of my life almost. But yeah. I I miss it, but I have no resentment. No. Yeah. But that, yeah, it's cool. Like, it's a cool word, isn't it? Resentment. It, like, makes you stop. You're like... I did. Wow. Did I? Did I? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you asked that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay, we went over, yeah, would you message them, call them, and... Uh, I guess, how many times a day would you call your husband, I guess? That's a, that is a good question. That is a good question. Um, I feel like it was uh, more often probably a few years ago. It's a lot less now. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, when I would call, it wasn't... So, one thing I learned is, like you said, a lot of men are on the other... So, when I was working in the oil field, a lot of men would get phone calls from their wives and they're either mad or fighting or complaining. And the guy's on the other end, helpless, pretty much, can't do anything. And now he's got to try and go be safe at work. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I had my moments a few times of calling crying or we've had obviously our arguments and fights, but for the most part, I really try not to do that to him because I've seen the stressful side on the other side. Yep. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. So, so you held some stuff in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. After like, it, it does, it makes you think when you're asked, how does that make you feel now that you held in some stuff from him and, and how would, how would that change things, I guess, with your relationship? Like holding it in, how would it change? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because he wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't know, but you know, right? So it changes to you. And, yeah. I, and the reason I ask this is it's, there's a lot of stuff that I would like to uh, ask my ex-wife if uh, right. she was on the other end of this. And I'm not going to lie. This is, this is real life stuff. It's, okay, I... Okay, these are okay. If you had to give one thing that you held from your husband that you wanted to know or tell him while he was gone, what would it be? <laughs> See, there you go, catching me off guard. Oh, I'm just, I'm just curious. Hmm. Well, okay. So before he's gotten a lot better, but. Uh, he was very quiet too. And still is a quiet guy. Um, so he keeps a lot in also, yeah. which would in turn, I guess there's that word, make me resent him. Mm -hmm. And you're just in this big circle of not talking to each other, not dealing with whatever's bothering you. Or I can't even, I can't think of like one specific thing, but just like an average argument you know yeah and you just you hold it in then you're stressed he can hear it in your voice when you call and then that's how the whole cycle starts then he doesn't talk and he's quiet and then it's 
that yeah that's a bad yeah. one and all you're doing then when doing that and i've learned this over the past like eight months doing this it's you're you're just forming stories every time you hear that and then the next conversation you're forming more stories well is he maybe yeah. he's yeah maybe he's seeing somebody else or having dinner with another girl like i'm not saying like cheating but like yeah and then you're like pissed off like oh he's talking to all these girls or or he's out with the guys and just getting <laughs> and hanging out and it, you just form stories and it's the same with the dude it's like okay she's not answering my phone like we had this little argument for over like seems like nothing and now she hasn't talked to me again and now you're forming stories well she's out with some other guy or she's out with her friends getting loaded again or whatever and yeah. it's just stories and that's why that's why i bring it up it's holding that in when actually yeah. if you just just the facts of just telling them hey it's <laughs> like this is bothering me like yeah like to the point this is bothering me this is how i feel yeah. And going on from that, it just, it changes the game. And then there's not a chance for stories. So I've learned um, to start with, I feel <laughs> this is how this makes me feel. And then that way, the other one doesn't go on like the fence right away. Yeah. You... And that has changed huge. It's not like I'm sitting there talking about my feelings for a fucking hour, but <laughs> just by like attacking whatever issue by saying right now this is how I feel and then the other person's not as like defensive or upset that's yeah that's a big one no for sure and you can't dispute somebody's feelings like if that's if that's what it was regardless of how you see the situation (laughs) it's okay this is how I feel and good or bad this is what it is and I'm yeah. just letting you know and setting a boundary that this is why this is. And that's freaking cool. No, that's powerful. And it takes yeah. a lot to learn that though, Lee. Oh, it does. <laughs> and you step back when you hear I feel and huh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the 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 average response a lot of times is okay, snowflake. Like let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's suck it up, right? Like yeah. but once you step back and and take yeah. it in yeah, yeah it's your feelings you own it it's what it yeah. is okay you got- it doesn't have to be like boohoo for half an hour an hour or anything but the argument gets done quicker when you just glad <laughs> with that yeah and it's not it again it's just this yeah it's not the story it's just the actual okay let's deal this is why i feel this way and not a magical thing that you pulled out of the air because it's been hanging around for two weeks right and so it's yeah it's dealing with your shit and that's why yeah that's why i wanted to hear the other side and you're going through the exact same thing as he is and being quiet and then the cycle and i call it the hamster wheel and boom boom and yeah and most of us they hold it in hold it in and then they can't one of the other people can't hold on any longer and yeah you're sitting here talking to you and uh, by myself. So yeah, that's what happens when you hold it in. So here we go. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we dealt with a lot of stuff and with, with all of that, 
what about the economy? How has that changed how you guys have operated and how has that changed your marriage? And I guess, like, how does he conduct business and who he's working for? Like, how has that affected you guys? Well, the economy sucks balls. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, it sucks. And we've had to definitely um, adapt. But when we we bought our house a few years ago now, and uh, like coming from both actually oil field families and just obviously both working in it, I feel like it also helped me working in it because I knew that there were ups and downs in the oil field and breakups and whatever, et cetera, where a lot of wives I found uh, don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, when we bought our house, we didn't want to be mortgage broke. We stayed within our means. Um, what he was at at that time, like what level he was at, we just kind of went under the budget even more just so that we could make it through these times, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's smart. And just so many, yeah, you see so many people overextending and, and yeah. I, I wasn't even that bad in spending. And yeah, when it came time, yeah, there was times there, right? Uh, 2013 was the, yeah, 2009 I got hit. And then 2013 I got, or 12, sorry, 2012, got hit again hard and it wasn't yeah. good. Because usually yeah. breakup, right? Breakup lasts a couple months, and then you know, you assume you're going back to work mm -hmm. by June uh -huh. for sure. And when that phone doesn't ring in June, okay, well, it's gonna phone in, it's gonna ring in July, and then it's August, yeah. and then it's September. Yeah. Has that ever happened yeah. to you? Yeah. Well, even right now, like he. Uh, <laughs> They changed the schedule um, completely from what it was a couple of years ago, did a lot of cutbacks. And even now, like he's only supposed to be doing, he's only on, sorry, two and two, yep. which is actually a lot of time off. But on top of that two and two, the two weeks on, sometimes he's even home for a week. And so he's having, like right now we're fortunate He's had like a good three weeks. He worked uh, part of his days off and went out. But yeah, the last couple of years for sure, it's been really unpredictable. So <laughs> and hard. Yeah, yeah. So not only economically it's hard because you can't plan. And yeah. I was never, yeah, I was never a budgeter. I was never that. I just spent and it <laughs> did not work out well. And <laughs> and then not only that so now you're used to him being on a, a rotation a regular deal and now yeah. he's home for multiple months at a time how did that go um i think anyone would say it fucks up with your routine mm -hmm. you know they're gone you got the kids take them to school their activities you go to the gym, prep your food for you and the kids, whatever it is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's home or you know what happened? He's been on nights for two weeks and this morning he came home at five and then 
I pick the kids up. They're excited. Dad's going to be home when they get home and he's got to go. He's gone. So like that routine is rough on even him too. Like he goes to camp or hotel and he's sleeping with the windows open or the AC on he comes open. Yeah. Yeah. No, and used to be in both of you, used to be having the whole freaking bed and laying all over, right? And now there's this person laying there that's, huh, okay, what are you doing here? And yeah. it's- Everybody's gonna adjust. And even like parenting, you kinda get used to just like, or the kids get used to just myself or how I run things. Then all of a sudden you got the husband, how he parents and you're, trying to maneuver and then like I said not being having two weeks that he's supposed to be gone but then showing up for a day here a day there yeah it definitely yeah like psychologically on the kids um like adults is definitely hard but I could only imagine like what is going through the kids mind right like my kids as soon as I was removed from the family unit um with their mom they almost immediately like realized like dad was never around like yeah yeah dad was even when he was here he wasn't really here so yeah do you ever notice even when your husband is there like him not quite being not if you're not comfortable we don't have to talk about your husband right but I just know myself like I would come home after you know even on a 17 and 4 shift it would take me like a day or so or two to readjust and then I had to leave again so just you know out in the garage pretending to work on stuff out there or doing other stuff to not actually be present was what I did and that's why I bring it up yeah, that's okay. Um, like right now, him coming off nights is gonna suck <laughs> because, like, uh, yeah, he'll be grouchy, <laughs> tired. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking about this the other day, just going through the motions. There's times where you're just kind of going through the motions of being a husband or a wife or even a mom or dad. Um, but for the, the most part, like, I mean, obviously a lot of women would say a single dad is pretty attractive. Yeah. So when I met him, I knew he was a good dad and present, which is fortunate because yeah. I know there's a lot of guys that, uh, they just come home and the kids are just kind of there. Yeah. No. And that's what I did. I didn't know how to fit in. Because everything right. changed so often, and then then you take the schedule away, and then gone like three four months like doing mainline, and then like big inch mainline, and then coming back home, man, it's yeah, everybody's different, even me, yeah. <laughs> and then just yeah. trying to fit in, and you yeah, you just try to fit in, and then you just here's your role, you're now you're a dad, and you're yeah. just a mom, and yeah. okay, you just do those jobs. When, no, (laughs) you're a husband and a wife and you are a father, bring it together. And I disconnected from all of that. And it was just really easy with that life. And uh, 
it happened. So, and this is, yeah, it's nice to hear the other side. And I love this. Did you do anything to sedate yourself while you were away? Um, you did it for six years uh, just to just to deal with being away from friends, family for the first time and whatever. Was there a bunch of partying going on and, and stuff? Yeah, so I didn't know how to answer this when I read that question. <laughs> um, so, like, I, it didn't bother me to be away um, because... Like other than my parents, I'm close with my family, but it was work. And I felt like I had like a little family, you know, when you're out working, you're just like a group family, friends. That's what it feels like. And I get that, like coming home and kind of going through the motions because I almost, I enjoyed working away more back then because that it actually, I had more fun (laughs) than being home. But I mean, now like having a family, obviously that's completely different, but I understand that part of it. Yeah. And just, it's, I, uh, I never did anything to sedate being upset or depressed or anything, but I, uh, I definitely enjoyed the money. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's (laughs) addictive, right? It's addictive. And it's, it's exciting, right? Like it's big equipment, it's huge cranes, it's if you're in the plant stuff, right? Or the big side booms if you're mainlining. Like it's crazy. And to go from all that and a lot of people they move up in the in the ladder and become foremen and superintendents and stuff and you're dealing with and you're dealing with big dollar jobs and you're the man right yeah. or the woman you're you're you are right you're up here and the every it's a fast-paced life it's just get shit done it's moving yeah. and shaking and now all of a sudden all of a sudden you come home and it's just you and the kids you your wife yeah. and the kids and how do you how do you go from like man yeah i was a construction manager running you know 10 million dollar jobs and stuff like that and then come back to just the kids and I say just the kids and the wife because it's it's not the other it's not the you know you got 50 60 70 80 dudes running around yeah you have four you (laughs) your wife and two kids my that was me and just having to deal with that it's a lot to take in it is a lot of like when I was working out there so many guys that just divorced or come home and just like we keep saying like you're coming home and you don't they didn't know how to fit in or talk or communicate or and then you go back to work and it's um, it's kind of addicting it's exciting and yeah oh and I'm glad I'm glad you see the same thing because it it validates what I've been preaching and what I've been saying. And that's, again, that was how I felt was, yeah, it was very hard to come back and just be a father. That's all I wanted, but I didn't freaking know how to do it and be just be a husband that's there and present, but really hard to do when 
you got this other excitement and then still getting phone calls on your days off and still having to deal. So you can't shut your brain off fully from the work because it's always happening, right? And it's taking, it's learning how to disconnect when in a good way and just, okay, this is family time. This is work time. And yeah, it's another discussion, but that I do it with meditation and a bunch of stuff now and, and uh, pretty wild pretty wild so let's bring it around so you guys are in a good place yeah with two beautiful children and (laughs) he's gone working doing his oil field thing and what's mommy doing what's Shelby we went we touched on some things and how do you stay busy so you have the two kids stayed at home and you've chosen to Let's just lay it out, what your, what your hustles are. Um, so the coaching, online coaching, um, and school mm-hmm. right now. So <laughs> fitness, you, you stuck with the fitness and uh, yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. So it just, so it keeps you busy, right? Like it, it, does it clear your mind? Like, did you notice a difference? Like once you decided to do it, how you weren't you know, like thinking about him being gone or just able to get through, get through your day in a positive way. Like you have a, you have these two children that you'd obviously have to hold on to and take care of and make sure that they're fed and all this other stuff. But you didn't want to lose Have you found yourself in a way with this again? Yeah. So (laughs) we had a really hard year in 2018 the two of us, mm-hmm. uh, pretty hard year. Um, and then the so last year, 2019, I just, I don't know where I heard it, who I was talking to or what happened, but all of a sudden I started listening to Tony Robbins and that has changed our whole, my life, his life, family life completely. So I just, I started, um, what's the word? <laughs> Uh, yeah, personal development. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, I'm going to forget the word. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of personal development in 2019. I started. Um, so it meant getting up, studying while the kids weren't up, um, reading like Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Eric Thompson, listening to all those podcasts, and then just kind of working on myself and then like also working out and it kind of all just started (laughs) making me excited and just feeling really good most of the time and it started wearing off on my husband and he started kind of slowly listening to podcasts (laughs) and reading books and totally did a 360 on how he was raised or who he was in the oil field. This year's been a lot better and that's kind of been keeping me busy doing that stuff. Yeah. So not just being a mom and a mommy and now being a mommypreneur. And it's this movement is amazing. It's I, I see it everywhere now. And it's it's giving, yeah, your purpose is the kids. 
but it's yeah. giving you a purpose to actually be yourself and do things that light you on fire. The kids always will be, but the, you, you're with those little buggers for the rest of your life. Like you're tied to them forever. You're not getting rid of them. So, but it's being you and it's doing what you want. And I think, yeah, and it's amazing how it feels inside, isn't it? Like when you just start. Yeah. I needed to do something, like you said, that like I love my kids and I love my life and I love that I get to stay home, but I needed something that, yeah, lit that fire inside and helping people on their fitness journey does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, super cool. Super cool. So is there any, is there anything we think we might have missed that you wanted to bring up? Uh, I don't think so. I feel like I talked about everything. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I t it's crazy because before I came on here with you, I like, you gave me all those questions and I started writing things down and I called my husband and I'm like, okay, is this how you feel about this? is this how you feel we've gone through stuff and like just like laying out for like two hours yeah it's a great... <laughs> okay so i feel like i got everything yes yeah, great conversation so <laughs> actually uh... there is one thing so we were talking about this like this 2018 how we had a hard time yep and we we're saying like obviously everybody says communicate communicate right it is important but it doesn't always work. You communicate in different ways. And my husband and I communicate in totally opposite ways. <laughs> um, but what got us through 2018 and just hard times is having the base of knowing we just, like, this is our person. This is the person I love. Mm -hmm. Okay, so deep down, just keep trying, keep trying to communicate, keep trying to get it out and eventually you'll come out the other side. And that personal development for both of us helped a lot. Yeah, and I seen your answer on that, and and it almost triggered me. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's the typical yeah. If we just have love, we're gonna come through it. But you just validated what you actually did there and it was pretty cool to just watch and, and listen to is the foundation so you guys yeah. showed up for how what five years it would be about five years by that time 2018 right so you, you and then you dated for six months before that so almost six years you guys showed up communicating in different ways yeah. but you were building that foundation and then when things yeah. got freaking tough yeah. you were able to like still hold on because you built this rock of a foundation and then you were able to instead of letting it crumble like if it was a shit foundation boom it would have been gone right or a yeah. potential of everything just just going so that's the cool part about that and uh i i'm glad you phrased it that way because you actually answered my trigger of list of reading that of just love will set us free you you guys showed up and built a foundation. And the reason that it triggered me was because I never had that foundation in my marriage of communication. We just held it all in and just stuffed it in our big toe. And then yeah. when things got tough, boom, it just fell apart. And yeah. uh, that was, yeah, I never cultivated a, a communicative 
thing. I, I can only speak for myself. I have no idea <laughs> on the other side <laughs> what she actually feels. But I just know of myself. I didn't cultivate a communicative. Uh, I was just the rock. I was just the guy who went to work. She was the rock who looked after the kids. Okay. But we didn't talk. Yeah. So that was yeah. super cool to hear and listen. That so, a lot of people. Yeah, 100%. Because you just want to provide and you yeah. just want to take care of the family and make it strong. And yeah. if you don't talk, yeah, yeah, it'll just fall. So I'm glad you phrased it that way, uh, writing it. And then your words. And the only reason you did that was the work that you've put in. Of the personal mm -hmm. development stuff and this shit works it works exactly. the cognitive behavioral therapy and all that stuff just reframing reframing and i love it it's just dealing with your shit meditating every fucking day i meditate man i was raised in a locker room i don't know yeah. right like and then work in the oil patch like meditate yeah. are you fucking kidding me yeah. <laughs> right this shit works and actually using words to communicate but learning how they, you know, how to relate to somebody with a different love language and a different way of dealing with stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I love how far you guys have come, and I'm excited to, yeah, yeah maybe we can do another one of these in a couple of years and see uh, how Shelby and uh, how you're doing, right? <laughs> but you're on a, you're on the right track, and I love that. Yeah, you're just showing, and you're showing up, and now and learning how to show up in your business and then uh yeah what we teach here is body being business and balance right so obviously you're showing up in the in your body by doing your your stuff um in your on or your coaching right yeah. and how you you said meal prep and all that stuff so that's awesome that's what we teach <laughs> that's what we learn here and your being meditate do you meditate no, just my workouts, my meditation. <laughs> right? I thought that too. I thought that too. But it's a start, right? It's a start. And and your your balance, you guys communicate and you have a great relationship with your kids and you're cultivating that with your kids and yeah. making it open for your kids. So that's awesome. And then your business. Yeah, you're learning. We teach learning and teaching something every day. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're learning something and then you're posting it on Instagram and it's it's amazing and you're connecting with people. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think with that, yeah, I think we touched on how communication's key and people know that but ways to actually communicate and what happens when you don't and when you hold it in and you brought it up as well so that was pretty cool of yeah a little bit of resentment when you hold it in right and yeah, well, yeah. and ways to make it better so oh i'm happy that you came on the show and i hope you got what you wanted out of this yeah that was awesome <laughs> awesome and well Maybe we can, uh, yeah, we can see how you're doing here. We'll do a, another show sometime. That would be great. That would be. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome. Okay, well, that's it for today, and we're out. Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Make sure you subscribe on whatever listening platform you found me on. 
And please follow me on Dirty Hands Reconnect Project on Facebook and Awakened Tradesmen on Instagram.